terrified. Are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to turn into monsters. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome back, everybody, to Wings with Friends. Yay. Yay. I am so lucky. I'm joined here by two uh, really interesting, talented people, maybe, because I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know who these strangers are, um, but I'm very excited to have Taylor and Tony Moschetti here What's on the up, pod. Mary? How are you? Good. This is exciting because, yeah, this is probably the first time for you that the wings have come before the friends. Like, it probably is. I think. I think. Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> so, and it is a guarantee. It's like wings equal friends. Like yeah. podcast. No coming back. Plus, we, yeah, we're in this. I already have a necklace for the three of us. It says like B E, and then yours says S T, and yours says F R, and then when you break them apart. <laughs> That's a bit I've been trying I've to work on. Fascinated this where this is going. It's like, <laughs> I'm trying to put those letters together. It's best friends head. forever is okay. what it means. <laughs> it just keeps going with the F R E F R I E. We need a couple more friends, I think. N D. Well, it's actually a bummer because I got a tattoo that says B E because I thought we were starting with me, and so now it's going to be like this loop. <laughs> best fiends. Yeah. Uh, very cool. And Taylor. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am really excited to be here. Tony kind of roped me into this, and I love it. Are you kidding me? Did you well, not want to come? Just be honest. Did you not want to come? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to do it unless <laughs> you came. I was like, oh, this guy on Facebook wants to be on my podcast. Yeah, especially with his scary beard and things. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I get it. I get it. I mean, we talked about this like six weeks ago, and I just knew by this time of January I was going to be broke and craving chicken. And Ooh. that ended up being prophetically true so perfect timing well i'm half mexican and i come from a family that really likes to feed people so it works out well too it's like be my friend i will feed you well tell i me your come best from a family that really likes to eat so it's perfect i mean it's a basic need yeah right it's funny. like yeah. i dated like this this mexican girl in in high school and that actually i i thought it was just a stereotype but it's totally true whenever i would go over to the house even to just like pick her up for like 10 minutes her mom would come out and just be like you want some breakfast <laughs> yeah and i think mexican moms like men and they like they really do. they're nicer to boys her mom actually texted me to ask me to ask her daughter to homecoming so very <laughs> interesting <Whoa>. <laughs> she <laughs> so loved her it. mom knows how to text what yeah it was really graphic it was still like when it was 25 cents a text my mom can't even drive okay my mom's that mexican <laughs> she's that old school she barely speaks english so i i i call Jesus is in the home. What you need to ride for? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was inappropriate. I regret that. Incident. I don't even know what you said. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> great. Great. Good Good job drawing the line right away. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourselves. Like, who are you? And what do you do? And what makes you so special? Uh, so we, I mean, our biggest project right now is that we, we do a theater company in, in Mesa. Uh, called Laughing Pig Theater. So that's kind of where our attention is right now, I guess, which um, it's kind of fun. I mean, we we are, like, in the performance circle, but we're just kind of grazing, like, the Venn diagram of, of like, the comedy circles and the improv circles and yeah. stuff. So I feel like we, like, kind of, like, know a lot of the same people, kind of, but, but not really. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun to cross that bridge a little bit right now. Yeah, and our theater company is called Laughing Pig Theater, and we've been around for about a year and a couple months now, and we're really, you know, swinging now. We just started our new improv troupe, and 
I wouldn't say we're that special yet, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, that is so exciting. So it's the Laughing Pig Theater, and then there is, is it a Laughing Pig improv troupe? Yeah, I mean, it's all Laughing Pig. We don't have a clever name for Where'd it. Where'd you get that name from? Uh, a dog toy? Well, it wasn't a dog uh, toy originally. We were, we were brainstorming names <laughs> of what we wanted it to be, and uh, we had this... I don't know, Christmas I don't know, present. Yeah, oh, it was a Christmas present. Yeah, from, from your mom. Because they're really, like not great at Christmas presents. And they had uh, <laughs> this, this this pig that was like, it was a game or something. It was like a hot potato game where you, like, it, you clicked it and it like sang, it, like giggled and laughed until a certain point when it turned off. Well, it started farting yeah, when it, it, oh, yeah, that's right, it that was what ended the yeah. hot potato. It's a really great game, guys. I'm sure that a, a lot of And it was the called listeners. The Laughing Pig? No, it would just, it would laugh and, and stuff like that. And like, uh, our dogs just got it and like we were brainstorming names and they happened to be chewing on it while we were doing it. So it was just sitting there like laughing. It reminds me of a joke I have about a laughing walrus. I'll share it with you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. I, you know, it's, I always thought naming things was so interesting because it doesn't really matter what you name it because once you get your brand going and everybody knows it, it's just what it is. Yeah. Like groundlings. That we know what that is, right? Yeah. What the hell is a groundling? You yeah, know, it doesn't actually mean anything it's because upright anymore. citizens yeah. brigade. What the yeah, hell does Second that mean? City, Shampoo. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just whatever you name it. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a stray. There's a stray cat theater in town. I don't oh know yeah. Them. yeah. That's. I I don't care where that came from. Honestly, like that. It's matter. just what it's it just is. Yeah. Uh, the torch or torch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The torch. I feel like if they if the torch were to explain like where they got their name, I would be more annoyed than anything. Right, it's like, right. We're passing the torch on. No, fuck off. I don't care. That's, <laughs> that's pretentious. Yeah. So like laughing pig, it's like that's just what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing we were scared about was coming off pretentious because we had a lot more names were that we thought were a lot more pretentious. Yeah. And then we we're like, well, this is kind of just goofy. So yeah. yeah. That's like a. An underlying fear and like everything we do is coming off like we're like snooty or something. Like that. Oh, that's nice. I mean, that's a nice trait to have, right? Like we don't want to come off snooty. I don't know if it works all the time. Yeah, because then we're just like not confident ever. Because <laughs> we're like, uh, did I come off a bad way? Um, I feel like I've struggled with that, but I feel like I don't come off. Well, I think people who don't know me might think I come off snooty, but then if you talk to me, you'll know like right away. Like I'm not. <laughs> If I tried, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'm not smart at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so let's get back to that in just a little bit because I want to talk about these amazing wings that we had today. Thanks to Tony's suggestion, we had cactus. Is that just the name of it? Cactus? Yeah, I think it's just a cactus flavored like wings. It's just like prickly pear based with like a lot of garlic and cilantro and stuff and mixed in with their medium sauce. This is from Teakwood. Teakwood's yeah. and Gilbert. So delicious. I love them. And I know there have been some disparaging things said about like boneless wings and stuff on this this podcast before, yep. but I am all about like the tenders. I I eat like a fourth grader. I <laughs> Mary, can't defend Mary, you. Wait, Mary I just fixed the level and then looked really pointed the at me at me, and I don't know how to make it. Well, I mean, this is a chicken wing podcast, so like wing the people who like wings are wing purists. You know, they're like you've got to eat the meat off the bone. But I, secretly, like, I get it. Yeah, because I just want to eat without so much work. Yes. But this isn't that podcast. I know. Maybe <laughs> You guys have to leave now. <laughs> well, I we mean, need to start a tender podcast. I just become a, a, like a primitive <laughs> savage when I eat wings off the bone. Like, that's all I do. I focus on that. And I think that's what it activity. is. 
I think that's what yeah, it is. I just like hunker over them and just like strip all the bones clean. I won't. I don't like talking to people while I eat wings. I don't like doing anything else if I'm eating wings. It just becomes my main goal. So it's a really great date night. Yeah, exactly. Really good point. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Like, can you eat wings in front of your significant other or a potential mate? Well, we've been discussing in front of each other for so long now. I think at this point, it's definitely Yeah, I think you've got to wake up. Great. you got to work your way up. But, like, you maybe start with, like, some spaghetti. Like, oh, it could get a little messy, a little slurpy. Like, oh, but it's, like, cute. It's, like, oh, you slurp it up, it's Lady in the Tramp. And then you get, like, a big burger that can, like, drop off the sides, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Get a little something on your hands. You start to kind of yeah. test the waters. I feel then, it. Yeah. The then maybe you work your way up to, like, a taco that's going to squirt out the back. Mm-hmm. Maybe give you the toots later. You know, you got to see. The words you're using, when Tony. Can you, when can you fart in front of your significant other? Oh, it took us a long time, way longer than probably it should. Okay, Wait, you guys are married, by the way. I yes. guess they people know that because We're you have the same last name. Yeah, uh, yes. not brother. we well, are not. Let's. I mean, we let's be clear. We definitely farted in front of each other. It was just. Until While we, were we acknowledged sleeping. it. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I feel like every, like there's always been like a, a time you're hanging out with like friends or like a date or something, and you let one slip and you don't mean to, but then just everybody pretends. That it never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sleeping farts are the ones that get you, and you're like, what? And they wake you up, and you're like, oops, did they hear that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's, the, you can't help that from happening, but it's, it's when you acknowledge it. It's, it's the turning point from uh, when you just, like, stare straight ahead and pretend nothing happened and just, like, let it be quiet for a second to, like, what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think one thing that broke the seal for us, too, was, like, our dogs our dogs farting oh, yeah. because they're disgusting. I love them, but they're disgusting. Yeah. It kind of eases that tension. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Good point. Um, how long have you been married? We've been married for... Why don't you fucking look like, like you're testing me? Like I'm not going to know the answer? <laughs> no, no. I was just trying to do the math in my head. Excuse me. We've been married for three years. We've been together for like nine years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Three years. That's exciting. Um, I. This is an area of my life I have no expertise in, <laughs> and I'm just like, how do how does this happen? Did you guys meet in with around theater or like? Yeah, we met um, at our first day of acting class at Northern Arizona University oh. because we're disgusting. We didn't like it. Wasn't Nerds. like a love at first yeah. sight type thing. No, we, it wasn't. No, we, we. Was he the only guy in the class? No, one surprisingly, of, one of two at first, and then another guy joined the class like a, like a week later, and he was a lot more attractive and talented than I was. Was he I straight? Was. Yeah. Okay. Was straight. Too. Oh wow. And it was yeah, it was a I problem was for me. Too. Right. 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 Because, yeah, I, that first week I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is going to work out nicely. Like, I have my pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can work my way through. But then he came in and, like, instantly got all the attention. And I'm just over here, like, a little bit chubby and a little bit, like, distracted and focused and not paying attention to my studies. And it's, like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, I remember the what other. What did you, yeah, what happened on your side? Like, what was happening? Oh, well, I didn't like him. I mean, not in a mean way. We weren't, we just weren't in love with each other right away. I... He was cute, but he was quiet, and yeah. I was a little theatre person, so I was wanting somebody that was going to pay attention to me. Yep. Taylor was and a lot more popular than I was. Like, she mm. had a lot more friends and stuff. Mm. That's being nice to me. I mean, I didn't have any friends until I started dating you, and you like, brought me along to hanging out with your friends. Stop. <laughs> no, I mean, 
I don't know. We were just very different. We were very different. And then we did our first show together, The Really Romantic Christmas Carol. And classic. Yeah. Tony and I started talking backstage and I was like, why don't you come to a party with us? Classic. And then Tony got sick at the party, which was, you know, so heartwarming. I was like, wow, you're a man. Yeah, she can really hold her alcohol a lot better than I can. So this this party that she calls it was just six freshmen in a dorm room passing around a bottle of Jaeger and a bottle of vodka. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. But that's how we drink in college. It's college. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, I was just trying to keep up with her just so she could see how cool I was, and I ended up uh, throwing up in the sink. Well, I think there was insult to injury because the hot guy that Tony was talking yeah. about in acting class was also there. And he was a lot better drinker, too. <laughs> and he ended up kissing her that night. <gasps> like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, she Taylor, like, you're cleaning it up at NAU. Yeah. yeah, you know? I got um, lucky freshman year. I go back okay. to my dorm and like throw up on my shelf in the shower, and she's making out with the hotter, the only hotter guy in class. Than me. And that man is, I'm like, <laughs> who's the hottest actor I can think of? That was Ryan Gosling. That was Ryan it was, Gosling. Yep, like, that's who it really was. Really, until the injury, he has a massive career, <laughs> and I just married her. <laughs> what is that saying sweet. about me, though? <laughs> I just married her instead of being a movie star. <laughs> Easy. You guys can work that out later. Uh, no. So then you just stay together through college and stuff, and then like, hey, let's keep doing theater and stuff. Yeah. I mean, basically, that's that's our life in a nutshell. Like we stayed together for the rest of college, got our degrees, and then um, we lived in Flagstaff until we got married, um, and then we moved down here. We've been in Phoenix for like two and a half years, three no. years. Yeah, almost four years. I love Flagstaff. Yeah, almost four years. We got married three years ago and you didn't come down right we away. We got married in 2015 mm-hmm. and we moved down here August of 2015. Hmm. What year? That doesn't sound right. What year is it? It's 2019. 18. 19. Yeah. yeah. Oops. It's okay. 2019, which would be almost four years. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. It's You're right. Exciting. You're right again. You got me, Taylor. Um, <laughs> Why is this whole podcast just going to be us fighting? Because <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, that's really interesting. And I like um, I like how you, and I'm assuming here too, like you've maintained your passions and your identities and you still do the things you like to do. You haven't like ditched that to be in a couple. Like I'm always assuming as soon as I meet somebody, I'm going to have to stop doing comedy because they won't be able to handle it. Interesting. And I know that there's like a, a whole thing around like, um, uh, dating other comedians and stuff too. Like, I mean, has that been a road to I don't down? really, I don't date other comedians mostly because they won't date me. But <laughs> I do have a policy. Until one of them wants to date me, then I will change that policy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is rigid until then. <laughs> you know what? I don't date comedians. Um, I wouldn't say date. No. So do you feel like like there? I mean, I'll have ask you the questions here. Other? No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Try, Tony's trying to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I like it. Sorry, I had an interview podcast yeah. for a while, and I'm jonesing for it again. Um, have you have you tried to like venture into other like fields of art to find people? Like, have you talked to musicians? You talked to like visual artists? Oh, I don't think I could handle a musician, a visual artist, a performance artist, a sidewalk chalk artist. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Why are those the four as, options? That's all there is, right? <laughs> Like a basket weaver, a poet? No, fuck okay, that. Okay, no poets. That's, that's <laughs> no. universally a bad idea. No, if I was going to date an artistic person, it would probably be a comedian. Maybe maybe somebody who does acting on the side. 
I don't know. I like what you were saying. Like, I don't know if I can handle somebody else. Like I want to be the center of attention or I want yeah. to support me. So I think finding the person, cause Tony is a performer and I also am a performer, but we balance each other because our personalities are so different. So when he's on stage, you're like, yeah, the attention's on him and everything, but he doesn't act like that outside of mm. the stage. So the rest of the time I can be like, oh, it's about me. Hello, look at me. Yeah. Because it's my personality as opposed to him when he's off stage. It's the opposite. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more introverted than you. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, but then you got to be okay with yeah. it too at the same time. True. I mean, you, I mean, it's hard like to, I mean, I've known people who have tried to date outside of like acting and stuff. And I mean, it's hard for people to just understand that the amount of hours you're willing to put in to something without like getting any gratification, without getting paid or anything. Yeah. I mean, family. I'm really jealous of that like support system of like they know what you're talking about and they know how to coach you if you want that, you know, to be like, oh, have you tried it this way? Or, oh, you really did great here. I don't know. That would be amazing is to have that like support. It's wild is that people still try to offer that sometimes when they're not involved in it. I'm sure you get that a lot, like in comedy. People <laughs> who are like, oh, you know, what's really funny, you know, who's funny is that Jeff Dunham. He, yeah. Have you tried doing puppets? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I always try to throw it back to them, like, well, you should do that joke. Like, go do an open mic. It's yeah, fine. try it. Come yeah, on. I was in traffic the other day, and traffic was crazy. And this guy I've got one for you. I've got one for you, that. I hate that. I try to turn it around and be like, wow, they're so, they feel so connected and they feel so comfortable talking to me. You know, I try to just, you know, obviously be nice, but, um, I, my best friend, she was, was originally like a stagehand, like an IATSE stagehand. And she had to marry somebody who was another, like in that profession, because I remember now I think about her journey trying to date people who weren't and they just don't get it because yeah, she's on the road or she's working crazy hours it's a different world. I mean, we're fortunate for the fact that we we don't really do the traveling stuff as much. Um, we're pretty stable here because we created our opportunities. Yeah. And we both have day jobs and stuff as well. Like, we we aren't living, like, the nomadic lifestyle, the bohemian lifestyle. We, we, are, we aren't trying to pack up and go to L.A. Or yeah, because I want to eat, and I want to have nice things, and I want a roof over my head. And I want to have my three dogs have a backyard. It's really important to me. I love my animals. Yeah. Literally, we might have had, like, such a better career if we didn't have dogs. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Wait a second. I think we just had a, a it's called a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we, again, we, it's, it's something that, that ties you down and that's not something a lot of people are willing to commit to, you know, uh, yeah. a lot of our friends who have gone on to LA or to Chicago or to New York, you know, that that's a conscious decision they made is to not have something that depends on them. Right. Whether it be a spouse or a child or a yeah. pet, you know, it's, it's all something you, you have to keep willing your willingly keep yourself untethered you know in order to make those decisions and it's not something you're willing to do yeah no that sounds really good and it sounds like you're making the right steps to do that right this is our home and now we're building our theater home we're gonna you know make it out of here and then we're gonna have our pets and we're gonna do you guys want to have children no <laughs> yeah <Sorry. laughs> We're going to have our pets and then we're going to do damn, our, Mary. I'm just wondering, I don't know. I, we, so I'm a teacher and. Oh, no, you don't have to say anything. Well. It's okay. Yeah. I guess I don't, I just am so used to defending myself because everyone's like, so you're, when are you and Tony having kids? Never. Literally in our wedding video, there's Only relatives being like, so are you going to have kids now? It's like so, from the second we got married. Please hurry, have babies. And we're like, oh, mm. what a great wedding video. I don't. 
I don't, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of children. Other people's kids are nice, and then I like to come home and get away from them. Yes. I imagine being a teacher, like, nope. Yeah, well, and right now, I teach levels, levels kindergarten through third grade, so I'm like, baby, baby, I get enough of it. I love them. They're incredible, yeah. but I'm like, that's my time with the kids. Sure, sure. And then I sure. Get to go home and enjoy my dogs. Yeah, enjoy your dogs, and then spend time on your art, too. Like, I don't yes. think you could do that. So, no, that's perfectly Absolutely. fine. Um, how nice. <laughs> I, when I started comedy, actually at doing improv with jesters, uh, oh, I don't know if you're really? familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, and they're a mom and pop kind of shop, literally. Sure. And I, I, one thing that I really like about that, or do I like it? Wait, just the way they built their thing there. Right. So they don't, uh, they've got their theater and yeah. they've they kind of found their niche. Yeah. It, absolutely. And, um, but they don't have to move and they can have their family and they can do all that crap and, uh, and, and have, although it's funny, I'll just leave it right there. I did. I, I worked with them for about three years. What's funny? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing is funny nothing. about this. Okay. Great. Comedy is a serious business. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I just think that that's an interesting way to do it. It's a good way to do it. So you can be state like. Uh, static or stable, stable or whatever. Yeah. So it's been done, and that's the neat thing. I think you probably have some good um, things to look at to go, hey, this is possible. Can I ask you, like, questions about jesters? Because I think they're kind of fascinating. Okay. And, like, I don't want to put you in a corner or anything like that. But, like, <laughs> I'm not with them anymore. I taught with them, and I, I came up through their classes. I was a main stage performer. So it was a really good experience. Uh, but, yeah, ask away. Well, I just, I mean... Uh, I, I know that they like part of their niche is just to do like the clean comedy type. Thing. It is clean. Like, how limiting does that feel when like I mean I know you've developed your own voice now and it's it's definitely not. Yeah. And you, we talked a little bit about it just off mic about how you you kind of gradually felt a little bit more comfortable talking about dicks and whatnot. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, how how did that feel when you when you knew you had to go into a situation where it's improv, so you had to kind of keep an open mind. You had to feel like the world is your oyster, but you had parameters you had to follow. So going into it, I thought, I was like, oh, family-friendly comedy? That That's not funny. But as I kind of was with them for a while and then eventually started doing shows, I was like, oh, this is really funny. Like, I didn't feel limited at all because, at least for me, it's probably not natural for me to curse or to talk about dicks or even right now, I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird even though I can. So it was actually the norm and not to for me. Um, and some of the people that I worked with were so smart. So one of my, uh, one person I really just loved, uh, John Coughlin, he was a, um, uh, he's a history professor at one of the colleges around here and his knowledge base he could pull from and just pull these historical, like stories or, or, you know, like, and it was like, what, you know, so if it get, so we'd get into politics, and I'm glad I'm not with them during this new political age. I'm glad I got out right before that because I don't want to know what's going on. But <laughs> like getting into history and politics and oppression, it really so basically just stayed away from cursing, over like overtly sexual, drugs, violence. That might be it. When I think cursing can be such a crutch too in improv, like I. Not to say that I don't like a little bit of cursing sometimes when I go see an improv show, but I think that sometimes people overuse it to the point where I'm like, oh, this is not funny. Yeah. Not funny. Yeah, if that's your only joke is that you're saying fuck, then, like, it's not a joke. 
Uh. Right. And, you know, the, some of the funnest times were, and you guys probably know this from doing improv, is like, we weren't trying to be dirty, but it came out that way. Oh, or yeah. it was in the audience's mind, and that's brilliant when that happens. Because <laughs> then you have no liability, but it's still there. Yeah. Gosh, one of my friends one time was doing World's Worst, or or addict, or she was addicted to something, and somebody had said plungers. So she's running around the stage plunging, <laughs> and she didn't even realize what she was doing. And it was, so, she was like, oh my gosh, I just love these plungers. And I was like, oh my god. Oh no, the water's splashing up oh, in my face. Oh yeah. god. Classic. <laughs> um, so there's that. So then do you feel like slightly limited now that you, you're in this world where there's almost an expectation to like have some vulgarity in it. Like you said, that doesn't come naturally to you. Mm, no. Um, let's see. I, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm actually kind of trying to go back to cleaner stand-up for myself. I feel like there's more opportunities. There's more paid opportunities. And even if it's okay to curse at, say, House of Comedy, that audience might not want to hear it. So I know if I can just be funny... And not overly, and even my my comedy now now isn't even that offensive. I might use the f word here to spice things up, but I don't know. I just feel more comfortable knowing I'm not going to offend anybody, and everybody can have a good time. And then I invite my work people. So I don't think I have the right answer. I just that's just what it is for me. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a weird stigma you go up against with other comedians, where it's like, oh, you're a clean comic? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Bill Laskowski called me an adorable piece of filth. So it's like, I'm kind of both like, it can be really filthy. I don't know. I don't think anybody thinks I'm a clean comic. Okay. But I'm trying, I'm working on more clean material that I could do. Um, and in my existing set now, sometimes there's jokes I throw in there and there's jokes I leave out or there's curse words I will leave out if it's a cleaner audience. So I'm only three years in on stand-up, so I'm still, you know, figuring it out and stuff. That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Does sometimes, sorry. No, That yeah. is really exciting. I should. It's not that exciting. N- you don't have to agree with them because no. you're married to him. Uh, no, but I, I uh, think Yes, it's... she does. That's what the church says. <laughs> Get out of here, actually. The end of this podcast is just going to be us two. Tony, bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted. Um, no, what I was going to ask is sometimes do you choose to like omit curse words after you get kind of an audience feel? Like yeah. what, how they feel? I think so, yeah. Interesting. I think so. And then sometimes if it's a spicier audience, then I'll be like, then I'll throw in, you know. <laughs> like I had this one joke. It goes, I'll, I'll give you an example. It goes, uh, you know, everybody else finds love so easy, you know, like they're, you know, those people, they're like in a relationship, they get out and they're right back in another relationship. And I'm like, bitch, get to the back of the line. Like I've been waiting here. So I don't have to say bitch. Yeah. And be like get to the back of the line. I've been waiting here. Like the deli with a zero, zero ticket or something. And so, so yeah, like I don't have to say bitch. And that, is that even that bad? No. Right. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I mean, I feel like we approach that a lot in, like, improv sets and stuff, where you'll start off, and maybe you'll let, like, a fuck slip, or, like, a, you know, something like that, and if that gets a chuckle from the audience, you're like, all right, you animals, we'll give you what you want, like. Oh. Yeah, for sure. So tell me about that. How does that work in your, uh, is improv the main thing you're doing, or are you doing plays at your theater? (laughs) Who wants to take this one? Um, We do, we do a mix of both. I love improv. We just started a new troupe of improvisers that is really awesome. There's nine of us. 
and we're really excited. We haven't uh, announced our first show though yet, so that will be coming up soon. But we do a mix. We do a lot of focus on new works and getting artists involved with our company by offering like free stage readings of plays. And we just did a festival called Shake Smash that Tony led that was amazing. Tony, you want to talk about it a little bit? Not really, but here I go. Please. <laughs> so, um, please, please, please. It was, it was, like she said, a lot of what we do is just try to give people an opportunity to do like interesting stuff. Like, so we did this, this festival thing was basically just like 10 minute plays based in some way on like Shakespeare, um, which again, sounds really pretentious in a way, but it was mostly just like parodies and farces and stuff like that. And uh, it, the idea of it was almost just kind of like a, you know, as a writer, you, you just want the, the chance to like write something fun sometimes, I think. You want the opportunity to write something interesting. And so we, we kind of put it out there and we had like writers come in from all over the country like sending us. Oh, wow. Yeah, like sending us like these like awesome. 10 minute shows that some of them were, you know, <laughs> terrible. But some of them were like really interesting and fun and like different ideas. And um, I think sometimes just people need the, uh, the format. They need the, the presentation of like, um, this is what we want from you, and then they can kind of develop their idea around it. And I think a lot of, like, we had some first-time writers and stuff with it, too, I believe. And I think, again, it's it's like a comedy show that, you know, it has, like, has a theme where it's like, this is all about superhero comedy or whatever, yeah. shit like that. Like, uh, when you have that, that format to work in, sometimes people, like, are more adventurous and are, are more willing to kind of step out of their comfort zone because they have rules that can go around. Yeah, and it's so not we, as... we like to do stuff like that. Broad, so it's less overwhelming. At least that's the way I think about it yes. a lot of the time. So we like to do like stuff like that where it gives people an opportunity to um, try something kind of new. Like we we work with a lot of like first time performers and first time we love new artists and stuff. Yeah, yeah who, who yes. just want to like kind of try something out and feel it. And I mean we're we're small enough that it it doesn't really matter if we don't make a lot of money because mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of money going into it. And so we're kind of like a micro budget little place. We've got a nice deal worked out with the Mesa Arts Center for like the menu. We have like a little small space off to the side, and and we um, really we really try to pay everybody for their time. Yeah, for we sure. do. It's not a lot because yeah. we're so small, but we try. We really try to make sure that every everybody that works on a project gets at least a little something. Yeah, that they go home with. We just feel like there's like so many. There's like a ton of theater in town, which is great, um, and. A lot of the time, like the the bigger theaters, they do stuff like you know Annie, mm -hmm. and they just like you know Hello Dolly, and that that's been around for you know 60, 70 years. That they just kept and keep on redoing it because yeah. that's what people come to, and we just think that's boring. But then there's also kind of like the the edgy theaters that are still like mainstream edgy, where they they are doing stuff that's kind of under the radar, but they're still like putting in a lot of budget. They're getting named people for it, at least like name in like the theater community. Mm -hmm. Like they're still putting these resources into it that. I feel like kind of, you know, still still separates people off from it. So, like, limits people from it. So, we just... Well, it definitely makes it accessible, too, because if I want to go see Hello, Dolly at Gamage, I mean, I'm going to be dropping some serious exactly. money. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. some of, a lot of the shows, you know, even stand-up shows or, you know, these theater shows, like, it's a little more affordable and you can go. For some reason, I keep thinking of me as a high school drama student, um... Which is a whole other story, but <laughs> but like on. the stuff I thought was so cool, and I was like, "How do they do this? You know, all these people creating stuff. Like, how do I do that?" And I feel I'm sad because it took me till what, like 35 ish, to start doing comedy and to follow my dreams because it just that wasn't working for me. In high school, I auditioned for every show. I never made any of them until 
my senior year, we did three shows a year. We did a, a fall drama, mm-hmm. a children's show, and a spring musical. I made the children's show my senior year. I was the queen of hearts in Alice in Wonderland, nice. which was great. But I had a lot of heartbreak every single year auditioning for stuff and not making it. It gets so exhausting, rejection. Like, being a performer, auditioning can be so exhausting. You have to find a way to keep yourself at ease a little bit because it can be. Because, it's. I mean, people are critical. They're supposed to be, but... And this is just like a grudge I feel like a lot of people in in performance have just because uh, it can be such like an inconsequential reason why you... Like, you don't get picked. Like, it's just like, mm, I didn't really think, like, a brunette would work for this. It's like, it doesn't, I know it doesn't say it anywhere that it, she has to be, like, a blonde, but I kind of want a blonde. Or, and then, boom, mm, you don't get a job for the next three Or months. it could just be somebody that that theater company already knew. That they're like, well, sure. these people are the same level of talent, or maybe this person's a little bit more talented, but I know this person. I know they're going to be reliable. Oh, yeah. All the other kids in my school, they're way more talented. Their parents were way more involved, so the <laughs> drama teacher knew what he was getting by having exactly. these people. But, you know, I also learned, uh, like, I didn't figure, the light didn't come on until maybe after high school, the end of high school, about how to get what I want, like how to put everything behind. And that's how I got the Queen of Hearts. I, like, literally, like, auditioned for that spot, which we didn't do, but I was, like, I auditioned for Queen Hearts. Um I also discovered speech and debate, and I kind of went that route. Okay. Mm, so sense. that was fun. Because, and again, it's just like improv to stand up for me. It was like team effort to individual effort. I think I'm a, I think I'm a lone wolf. See, I am I think the I'm a solo opposite. Act. Uh, through the, the grace and generosity of our, our mutual friend, I think, Jason Hill. Oh, I know um, Jason. Yeah, he, he um, let me once like do like a seven-minute stand-up set on, on some show at um, Bridget's. Um, okay. Like a while back, just because he knew that like no one was gonna be there, so <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you can come up." Like it was like a bunch of like new people and uh, people who hadn't done it for a while, and I did it, and like, I you know it was fine. I mean, most of the audience was you know other comics and stuff, so uh, there was no real like worry about being like booed off stage or anything. But like I think like going through that, I I realized how much I enjoy other people on stage with me. Okay. Yeah, like I I like having that safety net. I like being able to kind of write off someone else's jokes, like. I, I'm much more of a Facebook commenter than a Facebook poster. Like, someone else will do the joke, and I'll be like, oh, but have you thought of this shit? There's two kinds of people in this right. world. Well, right. that's good. I mean, I guess it, it, it's nice to know I'm okay with that. You know, I'm like, okay, Thank I know how <laughs> I know how I am. I guess other people are different. And I'm like, I still sometimes get the little, like, can I do improv? So I don't know if I ever loved improv. I did it for three years. (laughs) And you didn't love it? I mean... That's a commitment. I I think I have a hard time breaking up with things. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Like, when it was good, it was great. That's the thing. When it was good, it was so good. That's improv for you. And then when it was bad... And I I never felt super connected to the other players. Like, I didn't... And I felt like improv is good when the people... Like, you guys could probably improv so well because you have a lot of contextual knowledge. She's not very funny. Um... But, besides, I mean, we're married, but that doesn't mean we work well together. Oh, you're uh, being serious. I was like, wait, <laughs> no, she's like, kidding. she's not no, very funny. No, he's not being serious. Rea- you no. didn't react. I know. So. It's just because I'm used to him being like this, existing um. this way. <laughs> Hold on. She's not very funny. I look at her. She's like, it's. she might as well be saying, nope, I'm not. And then 
I was like, what's happening? She literally just tunes my voice out like it's a different station on the radio. Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe I don't need to get married. I complain a lot about it, but maybe so, it's not that bad. So do you feel like you're kind of a monogamous person? Like, I mean, Wait, when it excuse comes me. To, let's come back to me not being funny. You need to apologize. I don't, and I won't. Uh, so... I mean, when it, I know mean, you said you committed to to improv for like three years. Do you feel like when you when you find like a thing you want to do, you like focus entirely on that? Well, thing? yeah, I didn't have time to be. I started doing stand up in the middle of improv, and I was like, "This is great." But around that time, they asked me to be like a main stage performer, so I was like, "Okay, this is a goal I've been working on. Let me do this." So I feel like I needed to get the experience under my belt. Um, I just I like I think I like control, and that's what's hard for improv. So I did it long sure. enough to go okay, I'm not having fun anymore or whatever. Um, was there like a, a switch that flipped? Was there like a, a time on stage and you're like, oh, this is not good anymore? Um, maybe not on stage. There's probably some things behind the scenes that made me go like, hmm. I need to feel, see, this is weird. It's not even weird. I need to feel like people like me and trust me and think I'm funny. And then my confidence is up here. My confidence is up here. I am on. Yeah, girl. Me too. Right? Me too, But then yeah. the minute you start feeling like, I'm stupid, nobody likes me. They're hanging out together. They don't want to, you know, all the scenes are these two. And it's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then it just like, you get into your corner, you know. Yeah. So, so. Whatever it is, it builds on itself, whether it's positive or whether it's negative. Yeah, I, I get that completely. Like, I only thrive in an environment where I feel supported. Um, you said that so much better than I did. No, in a shorter amount of words. No. <laughs> but that's I exactly just, what I meant. I you had your whole monologue to think about it. So. It's true. It's true. I had some extra time. Uh, but, but I feel like the only time I do really well with improv is when I'm with people that I feel like I know really well, that I'm friends with, that I can hang out with and like understand their comedy and not even necessarily have to be friends, but people that like I really understand their style and know what my role is. Yeah. Because if I don't know it, oh my gosh, I'm a screw up. So I'm, this not is not going to be popular or whatever, but my thing is I love pop culture. I love girly stuff. Yeah. I love... Puppies, I love television, some movies. A lot of people I perform with, and even the audiences, love superheroes and uh, sci-fi and, and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. So, like, some of it I had to study up on, but when, when in the shows, when that's constantly the suggestion, I'm like, I can't participate. That's probably the wrong attitude. But I just felt like, I was like, what? Oh, it's Can we talk so about hard. E! News now? You know, like, <laughs> but I think those were the things that got me where I was, though. Like, oh, Mary has a strong opinion and bold choices on these things. But then when it came time for a show, it was like, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, what's a, you know, what's a Frodo? I don't yeah. What's a Frodo? Yeah. Don't, don't tell anyone, but I know nothing about And <laughs> I would like to maintain that that is important because our audience are, you know, I'm going to say women. I'm not saying women don't like those things, but like, you know, there's topics. It, it could be a little more inclusive. There's like spouses I, and people who are being like, who, who are drug. there as well, who mm -hmm. are not, yeah. I'm really obsessed with the people that we cast in our improv troupe because we've got, we have five women and four men, and I'm so, so stinking excited about yeah. it that there's more women than men in it. And I, yeah, I'm excited to play with them because we haven't had our first rehearsal yet with these new cast members. And oh, that's so exciting! So I saw dope. that. Uh, what's his name is on there? Um, Rob. 
Yeah, I know Rob Greenspan. Yeah. 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 He did a lot of stuff at Comms, I know, with Chris. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, nice yeah. Guy. Yeah, and he's done. So we used to have this open improv jam, mm-hmm. and he used to come to it all of the time. So I'm so excited that he is a part of it. He killed it at the audition. Really? Yeah. yeah. We were really happy. Did my friend audition, Alexis? I think she auditioned. Alexis, uh, yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, yeah she's actually, like, she's been really supportive of us. She took a class with us when we, yeah. we did, uh, we do acting classes and stuff. We nice. love her. She's yeah. incredible. She's super sweet. Yeah, and it just goes to show, you just, just get out there and get involved, and eventually the opportunities will come. Oh my gosh, just do it. Like, not to quote Nike, I guess, right? Isn't that a Nike? I like to say just wing it. Oh, that's gonna be my next logo, like my next graphic. So, look, you you said it way better than I did this time. (laughs) That's improv, right? We both win. We can both win. (laughs) But yeah, no, I am excited. That is very exciting. What a neat venture, and like it's something that's yours. And uh, that's all I've ever wanted. It does go back to I think like (laughs) ego and confidence, like. I know you said you, you felt like at your at your best when you had uh, the opportunity to like kind of take control of the stage yourself and that, that made you feel confident. You felt like you were in control of the laughs and the, the energy and stuff. I, I think that both of us feel more confident when we like have like like Taylor said, kind of found our niche in a in an improv scene or something. Cause I I mean with performance, you know, just like where there's like a lead actor and like supporting actors and stuff, not everybody has to be the lead. And sometimes like you feel like you you are a really solid supporter. Like I think that's kind of where I come in. I, I'll go in and I'll just like whatever you got going on. I'll, I'm in it. I like that and stuff like that. And I when I'm the one who's in control, I think I flounder, and that's when my confidence goes down. So I can I relate to that. And I'm a control freak, and yeah. I'm like, let me do it. I've got the answers. That's so exciting. I love talking to people who are like, hey, this is what we want to do. We're gonna do it. Let's do it. Do you guys plan out, like, your year, or, like, how do you determine what gets stage time? Yes. We, we plan it out in a year look, and, I mean, right now, we have some TBD stuff because we're selecting a Newark script that got submitted. We got, like, 60 submissions that we're reading through. You took a straight bite out of that sucker. <laughs> Uh, Did you hear how he interrupted me? Yeah. Sorry, I just got distracted. But yes, you're absolutely right that that's what's happening. That's what we do. Hold on. Okay, I'll get The machetes (laughs) brought me some Mexican candy. Okay. And of course I went to the one that's like the sucker with the chili on the outside. But I took a bite because I wanted to have all the flavor at once. I didn't want to just taste the chili on the outside. Got it. I'm just like, that that was so like... Barbaric. Direct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had so much intention and purpose to it. You like, you took the wrapper off with your teeth, and then, <laughs> and then you just looked at the the sucker, and I'm like, I know that the name of this is the verb I'm supposed to do with it. Like, I'm supposed to suck on this, but <laughs> it's a biter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna be next. I'm gonna have you guys pick a piece, and then, and then try it because this is a lot of candy. But Taylor, please finish your thought. Uh. Yes, we do, we do try to work ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had like 60 script submissions that we're trying to decide who, whose script's going to be our one of our next big productions. So, but yeah, we knew that we were going to do a new work from open submissions and that was, everything's planned out normally a year in advance. We've got a board of people that help us and support us that are incredible. And wow. Yeah, I'm a planner, so. Do you ever get drunk with power? Uh, I hope not, and I ask everyone to tell me 
to shut up most of the time because I feel like I need to be quiet sometimes. Yeah, but it's like if someone is holding a gun in your face and be like, tell me if I'm being too aggressive. Are you going to say like, yeah, this is too much? But we <laughs> need leaders also. <laughs> but we need leaders also. No, she's absolutely. And it's really important. And I, I mean, like like I said, like some of us are supporters. Like I'm, I couldn't step in and do what Taylor does. I couldn't be the one who who has to have the agenda and who has to who has to plan for the the season. If we if we didn't have Taylor, we we would have already dropped off. Well, now. and most of the people that we have that we work with aren't organizers. Like that's mm-hmm. me. I'm kind of a stage manager at heart, even though I haven't really stage managed too much, but I, I'm just really organized and I like thinking about things that way. Like I feel like I need it and I have fun with it. I enjoy yeah. it. I'm one of those people that are like, I love office supplies. Give me the oh, post-its yeah. and highlighters and yeah. school shopping was always my favorite. My friends listening to this are like, oh girl. Yeah. <laughs> my friend Alexa is in her car. With uh, her niece and her daughter. Um, hi, Brody. Hi, Bro- hi Blythe. Um, but they're like, oh, we love Skull Spies, too. Um, so it's, you know you're with your people when they say that. Yes. yes. Speaking yes. of children, is do you ever do anything with children or are these adult, um, 18 and up? Like, who's allowed to perform there? So for the most part, right now, we've been focused more on adult performance. But we do teach youth classes because our partnership with the Mesa Art Center is built off of the education that we do for them. And we're working on some building some more uh, education into it with my school that I work for, yeah. um, kind of cross-contaminating. I don't know why Pollinating. that's the word. That's way better, <laughs> contaminating. They're both terrible things, I guess, is what I want to say. But, um, but working on including some more kids is something in our future. Um, even more than we do now, but for the most part, a lot of and a lot of the content that we choose is adult, like for the full yeah. staged things. Like our improv isn't isn't clean. Um, I mean, it does. It's like like we talked about before. It isn't like purposely dirty, but we yeah, just, yeah, we, yeah, we end up going dirty sometimes. Like yeah. a couple little bad words, not like crazy, raunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few fucks in a ball sack here and there. <laughs> That's, That's our slogan. <laughs> Sorry, Brody and Blythe. <laughs> nice. Hey, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard left and go back to wings a little bit because I now I'm thinking about our wings again because the other ones have settled and so now I'm like, hey, how can I eat some more wings? Um, what is your favorite wing? Like, do you have a favorite wing um, anywhere across this country? Or I mean, Teakwoods is definitely becoming a, a new. Uh, yeah. My favorite for us. Uh, in my hometown of Sierra Vista, there's a place called Vinny's New York Pizza, mm. which the pizza is fine, but the wings are, are solid. Yeah. What do they do? With the wings? Yeah, like, why are they so good? <laughs> I mean, I, I, they're, like, the only, like, le- local pizza place, so I, pr- I probably built them up too much in my head, but it's either, like, Vinny's or Domino's or Pizza Hut, and Domino's okay. Pizza wings are tr- traditionally trash. Yeah. So, um and I, I worked at Domino's for a long time, and I think that's just the overall opinion. Um, but Vinny's <laughs> is always just the place to go if you wanted solid wings. Yeah. And so those what, are always hold a special place in my mind. Do you have a favorite wing? I'm so boring. I really love a good honey hot. Honey I, hot. Yeah, I'm so boring. Uh, no, that's really good. Yeah, Teakwood, their honey hot is so freaking good. And I need to try it. Yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite. I mean... Um, Native New Yorkers, Honey Hot's pretty good too. Mm-hmm, I like yeah. that. 
wing. We used to get the strawberry hot a couple times there. No, that was my first episode. Yeah, my first episode of strawberry hot. Um, do you do ranch or blue cheese? I like blue cheese. Okay. Um, I know we talked about this. I really like like strong flavors of stuff. I like garlic. I like anchovies on my pizza. Ugh. Monster. Yeah. That I is disgusting. Like, I've, like I've used really that word like 10 times. That's your husband. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what I did That's to like, myself to deserve this. Taylor actually can't eat fish. Like she's allergic yeah. to fish. And so... A lot of times, like, when she's, like, out of town for, like, a meeting or a business trip or something like that, like, that's my, like, I turn off the lights he and light the that. candles and do, like, a double anchovy pizza oh, and just get fishy. <laughs> do you do, um, are you a, a drummy or a flat? Um, I like the drumsticks. I, I like yeah. flats. I feel like they... You're perfect for each other. Congratulations. Um, I feel I, like we just won a contest. You did. Are it's you called, ready for each other? It's called life and marriage. <laughs> Yeah, I like to be able to kind of rip it apart. You know, the flats got those two like Mm -hmm. bones that meet in the middle. You just separate those and just get it right in the meat of it. I I do think the flats have a little bit more sauce on them, which I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? um, What's your number? Like, if you were gonna go sit down, let's say at Teakwoods, like how many wings can you eat, or would you want to eat? Oh, I could eat so many of most things. (laughs) What would you say, Tony? I mean, I feel like most of my decisions on that are more. Uh, controlled by price. Yeah, how much quantity. are they? Yeah. Like, I'll, how much am I, like, can I get for this amount of money? Because we definitely do the pound of them. Yeah. But we normally bring some home. Uh, well, you don't. Not really, yeah. I, you don't. I once in, in, in college decided to try and eat a lot of chicken nuggets in an hour from <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> they were doing the $5.20 pieces. Yeah. Just to, try, just to see if I could do it. So I feel like if that's that's the type of person I am. I'm just like, I, I'm all about like as much value as I can. Oh. Like I'm an all-you-can-eat buffet type of person. Well, and if there's something in front of him and that's not being eaten... He like feels like he's oh. it as a personal offense if like somebody doesn't finish up. So that's food. a common thing because we talk about like, do you clean your wing a lot on this podcast? So you would. I think I do a pretty good job <sighs> of cleaning the wing. I eat the good parts, and I I should be ashamed <laughs> of myself. Oh yeah, I am with you. If you go back to some early episodes, there's some great episodes from Big Pine with people talking about like, hey, a chicken had to die for this, or or there's hungry people here and there. Like you need to eat clean your wing, and I'm like, but it's gross. Yeah, I. I'm just a guilty person. I feel terrible about myself 99% of the time. So I'm not like a wing sucker, though. I hear, like, I've, you know, on other episodes uh, you've talked about, like, you people are just like, oh, I, I suck the meat off in, like, yeah. five seconds. I'm like, you, mm-hmm. you just had sucking meat off of something. That's, that's awful. Is it? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, but it, here's the thing. It's yeah. interesting to know people's preferences and, like, how they do it. You know what I mean? Right, um, yeah. It's like, like, strategy. Yeah, and I love what Jack Gallagher said on the first episode he's like hey if i'm paying for my food i'll eat it any way i want <laughs> you know because you talk about being guilted oh we didn't cl-. and they did it like people have done this like you didn't even clean that wing and i'm like i'm sorry yeah i think that's a perk of having a husband is that he always he's up after you? my wings for me. yeah like at a certain point like i just realized that i don't need to order a full meal when we go out because i'm gonna eat whatever she doesn't that's smart i yeah. like that oh so you guys are really meant for each other the more i get to know you um, so you I guess because I eat her food. Yeah, <laughs> no. If you, it's no. It's like uh, if you like flats and she likes drummies. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if uh, <laughs> if you call her not funny and she doesn't murder you, like done. That's fair. I guess that's a good point. I I think again with like the pretentiousness and annoyingness and like our doubts about everything, we have a hard time like 
accepting or letting anybody say we're good for anything, even for oh, each other. I got you. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so that's why that's why you hear so many insults flying back and forth. Sure. Is that your love language is insults? Oh, one hundred percent, and like self deprecation. Yeah, we we don't know how to process that. I mean, that's a common thing I know, but it's just like if someone says like, "Oh, you guys are a really great couple," we're like, "No, we're not. We're getting divorced." <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I get that. I can understand that. I took my roommate, uh, my roommate, she's just living here for six months, and she's younger, took her to my parents' house for Thanksgiving because she didn't have anywhere to go, and I, it, it dawned on me, like, we're so mean. <laughs> yeah. But when you have that third party, you're like, oh, this is this is embarrassing, but that's kind of how we're nice to each other is by being mean. Yeah, no, us too. There's a really nice boy who's done a couple of productions with us. Oh, my um, gosh. Who's like, he just is straight out of high school, um, and and he, uh, like, he, he always will ask us, like, after shows, like, how was that? Was that good? And, like, without thinking, it will be like, no, I, I really feel like you could have done better. And, <laughs> like, the, so the people who know it's better will, you know, will just kind of chuckle, and, chuckle it off. But with him, he's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, 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 no you, were, you were great. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, you got to think about that. Now your leader's in the community. I don't know how to talk to a person. Well, <laughs> you know what? Most people... Uh, hey, again, I don't like saying nice things about myself, but most people do tend to like to work with us yeah. because we do end up fixing it, even though we are terrible to them the entire time. Yeah. Like, we've got lots of actors that we constantly insult, but it's with sarcasm yeah. and, and, and full of love. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, if you're not, then how do I know if they like me or not? Right. Yeah. I'm saying it to your face. You should be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love to, um, I think this is something we did at Jester's. We never actually played it on stage, but it was like the compliment roast kind of thing. Like, you're like in a battle, and we're like, well, your mom's so pretty, you know, all her kids, you know, are models. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, is to thr- thrust an, a compliment sounding like an insult. Yeah, I love that. There was an exercise that we would do in acting class that was essentially that. You would kind of have to stand there and people would just like tell you observations they have about you and oh, like positive scary. things. Usually. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And you, could, you, weren't, yeah, you weren't allowed to say anything back. It could you be just negative, had to stand there. But people were pretty nice. And it's just, I mean, I feel like most artsy people, especially performance people, are like overcompensating for their, you know, own self doubts. So it's, it's really hard like to sit there and you just want them to say something bad about you so you can just. Like, you want it to match what you're thinking about yeah. yourself. Like just go ahead and say it, you know? Yeah. But nobody's gonna do that, which is actually a great thing because it's like, you know what? <laughs> nobody's gonna do that. And you kind of walk around life thinking somebody's gonna be like, you're this or you're that. And it's like, they're not. People are human. Yeah. And everyone's scared. Be vulnerable. It's okay. Oh my gosh, we're having so many like. Oh. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Take this in. Hold on, I need a Kids. moment. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what the 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 the, the takeaway here is, and, and I'm thinking about kids, younger people, people who want to do their art or whatever. Just do it. Put down do... the Fortnite. Yeah. Or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Who cares? Oh, you're not funny. Nobody else is funny either. Go do stand up. Just do it. So, Write your play. Yeah. we. I feel like that's been kind of our mission because we aren't, I mean, we studied theater in college. We love theater. We've worked with some other theater companies, but not like anything crazy. And we we're like, what if we just did it? Like, we don't need to wait. Why are we waiting? Why don't we just try and do what we've always talked about doing? And then we started our theater company and we're like, wow, this is this is actually working. What's happening? It's a weird thing that like has come. I've been thinking about recently because I, I work at like a call center environment, but I work with like um, online education, and a lot of the um, the 
people that I talk to, they're, they're really nervous about like getting started in college because they're like, oh, I'm not very good at math. Like, I don't want to take the math class. And I, I have to explain this. Like, yeah, I mean, you haven't done the class yet. Of course, you don't know it. Like, you, you haven't done it yet. And I feel like in arts, especially, there's this weird thing of like, oh, I can't do theater because I have, I'm not good at theater. I haven't done theater before. It's like, of, of course not. You have, of course, you're not good at it yet. You haven't done it. You have to do it, and then you have to try. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like people are so scared of coming off as stupid. I know I'm guilty of that. Like, I don't ever want to sound stupid. So sometimes I'm like, maybe I won't raise my hand in this class. Maybe I won't talk right now because I want to come off well, not like an unintelligent brat. Like I might. <laughs> always an opportunity and to... then some idiot speaks up and you're like why was i so scared yeah. to talk yeah and you're like i had something so much better yeah why just do, you... do it you listening yeah. just go do it we read reading some of the submissions that people give us for scripts and stuff it's like wow if somebody was confident enough to send us this garbage like your stuff is probably fine i saw a ted i think it was a ted talk or a speech about this woman who created Spanx. uh the woman who created that she's wildly successful and she goes just so you know that there are proof that there are no dumb ideas. I have four words for you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Somebody pitched that. Can you imagine how that sounded? Yeah. And look at that now. Yeah, that's... I, I can love just that. There's imagine. no dumb ideas. I love that. I can imagine that pitch meeting. Somebody just walking in with four giant cue cards that said that, slapping them <laughs> up on the wall. <laughs> Whipping their dick out and Boom. slapping it on the table and being Peace like, out. pay me. And and now it's multi-generational. You know, that was, I don't know how old you guys are, but like for me, that was like when, when I was young and now it's back. Right, they started the yeah. comics and they had the TV show and the like late 80s. The, like, movie. Yeah, the movies. They so, had a musical tour. Did you know that? Or no. Oh, see, my brother and I were really into teenagers. Of course you were. When we were kids. Yeah, and Power Rangers <laughs> and all that. They, they did in like the... the Early 90s, I think it was, they had like a musical tour where like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would come to like your town and like play music in costume. And it was all just about like, we're defeating evil with the power of rock. And it was them <laughs> in like costume. It was wild. It was, was a good time. Yeah. yeah. So there's no dumb ideas. Just do your idea. Do your idea. Just do it. We love you and you can do it. And if not, start your own theater. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, one's going to try. stop you. Literally, I thought someone was going to tell us that we couldn't do it, but no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start your own podcast. There's literally, I mean, I did a podcast for a year and a half interviewing people around town, and then I stopped, and like, no one cared either way. It what was, was the fun. name of your podcast? Starving Artist Phoenix. Oh, and then you stopped? I stopped just because it was, it was just one thing too many. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, this, I'm sure that there was a lot more, like, nerves about getting started in the podcast. Yeah, me. and now I'm, I'm remembering a conversation I had with Hillary Hudson. We were at Bird City uh, Comedy Festival having lunch, and she says, you know, this is just the era to, did she say this, or this is what I brought from it? <laughs> just do it. Like, Hillary's not a comedian. She's a producer, and now she's producing so much and helping out so many people and doing such great work with Broken Drift Productions, but, like, she was like, just, this is the time, like, do what you want to do. There's no formula. There's no, oh, you need to do comedy for 20 years. Now you can produce a festival. No, you know what? I've got some good organizational skills. I've got some hardworking friends. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. No. And that really triggered me to be like, do your stupid podcast, Mary. Well, and I feel like a lot of people go into it being like, well, other people know what they're doing. And half the time, more than half the time, they have no clue. They're mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm brave enough to try this. Absolutely. And yeah. also, I mean, maybe it's a nihilistic way of thinking about it, but like, no one cares. 
No one, no one cares enough to like stop you. No one wants you. No one. They have their own shit going on. Like if you want to create a podcast or a blog or a web series or whatever, like okay, fine. No one cares. Like if you you can do it for a while, maybe it'll get some some viewers. Maybe it won't. It's mostly for you. If it doesn't take off and you get tired of it, just stop doing it. No one cares. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. None of this matters. We're all going to die. The sun We're is going to swallow us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I listened to uh, I listened American Life and they had an episode where they talked about just what if you had an idea and instead of letting yourself talk yourself out of it like you normally would and be like, these are all the reasons why I shouldn't mm-hmm. do this, you just did it and tried. The guy who did that McDonald's uh, documentary, uh, Morgan Spurlock, he had one online show called I Dare, something like I Dare You to Fail. So like certain amount of people, they had like their goal, what they wanted to do, and he's like, okay, I dare you to fail. And one person wanted to be a stand-up comic. I don't know what the other people want to do. But same idea, like, that concept of, like, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and fail. First person who fails wins? I don't know. <laughs> it was a Yahoo show. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to That's just... why it lasted no, really yeah. long. It's, Maybe. Yeah, that's why we've all heard of it, because we all have <laughs> Yahoo screen. <laughs> I still use Yahoo. What? <laughs> now, oh, you've turned on me? Like, they were so, we were all on the same page, and then I say Yahoo, and they're like, loser. Well, I totally watch Community on Yahoo, because that's what, who... No, we didn't. We wait till it came to Hulu. We didn't watch it on Yahoo screen. No, I did. I thought, oh, maybe you did I didn't. It. Okay, you're right. I probably. wouldn't have accepted that payment. <laughs> it was a long time ago, I remember, because I, I would always look at the Yahoo homepage, and it would always be on there, but it was a long time you're right. Ago. I mean, whether it's comedy or improv or Who's acting or writing. Whose homepage is Yahoo. <laughs> I do go to Yahoo every morning at work. So Because there's news on it. I mean, there's news What's on it. What's your homepage? Google. There's no news on there. No. But you can Google news. And I also, don't know what I'm looking for until just, they tell me what the biggest stories are. I guess, I mean, I have a news app, so I'm not like, computer, tell me, show me a picture, and then I click on it and tell Fine. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm 40. Okay. I'm not as technologically advanced. Can we go back? You say computer. Show me a picture. Like this is like a supercomputer from the 80s, and you're. <laughs> we have an Alexa. Go away. You, we say things. You guys, just because I still have an AOL account. <laughs> that was my first internet and like AOL chat and What's stuff. AOL? <laughs> no, we had AOL. Well, I. Did. Okay. I'm I just all I'm saying is I go to Yahoo. Yeah. And then I go to all the other sites. I'm really sorry for shaming you. Don't be sorry. It's no, hilarious. And if it made the podcast funnier, it's allowed. All right. <laughs> we'll do a Yahoo poll of it. No. <laughs> What's the worst thing that has ever happened to either of you in an improv sketch scene on stage? Worst, hilarious, mm. most embarrassing, awful. Because it's improv. So I thought I was a lot better at improv than I was when I was in high school. And uh, my friend, like for... As a project, like an independent study project, he put together an improv show um, with me in it, and like it, he did it for like another like you know group of teenagers, like theater class, and like they just weren't feeling it, and so we just like got more and more desperate for laughs as we went, and it just ended up being like, you know weirdly racial, <laughs> where we just started doing like more and more funny voices because we thought that's what they wanted, because we again we like you get a little bit of a laugh at first, and you're like that will give you more of that. And so it's just getting it's getting weird voices and accents of you know Asians, peoples, and Hispanics, and it was just just really tail spinning into oh a bad experiment. That is awful. I 
am struggling to think of a time. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm embarrassed about myself always. So always, but Tony, can you help me? What is the time that I've been? Can I tell you one of mine while you think about it? Yeah, yeah. Because you're making me think about my improv days. There's actually two. And one of them was that game where two people do a scene, but two people can't see it, and then they reenact it. Oh, yeah, sure. And then you have to go back and redo it. Well, one of them in the scene, my whoever I was imitating got on the other person's back. And I was like, I don't think I can get on this person's back that now I have to. Like, and it was just awkward and uncomfortable, and I just got real hot. And like, (laughs) I think I like, and that's the problem. It, It forced me to not commit. Yeah. If yeah. it was somebody who looked like they could have held me on their back, I would have committed and gone for it, you know, or they could have gone on my back. That's fine. Uh, but the one I was thinking about was uh, my my scene partner, for no reason, it wasn't even part of the scene, grabs my stomach. And, like, you can't do that. And le- I mean, maybe they're pregnant or, you know, whatever, fine. That makes sense. But the coolest thing was that the whole audience gasped. Like, there was a lot of women <laughs> in the audience. Definitely. And they, and I think, like... As women, you kind of go like, you can't do that, you know? And I was like, but I was like, hold it together. And I held it together of like, you know, and kind of played with it. But it was the most uncomfortable, like, oh, my gosh, kill me. But I could feel the energy in the audience. And it's the I, sisterhood coming together. Yeah, it's like, you can't do that. Daniel Tosh had like a challenge once. Did you ever see that? Where he's like, go up behind a girl and touch her stomach and record it and and. No matter who he did it to, like, the, the, the universal reaction was like, That's so intimate in such a weird way. It's weird. I think all your nerves are on the front, too, versus the back. So, I think, anyway. Um, and then there was a cool callback, because at the end of the scene, I touched his. And it was like, how do you like it? And everybody just erupted. And I was like, I'm amazing. I'll do this another week. And it was, that was probably the best and worst thing that happened to me on stage. Yeah, real peaks and valleys there. That's why it's so emotional. I, I mean, you're pretty solid. Don't we? There was one, I mean, that was kind of a shared experience that we had that because of another performer kind of like that, where there's this, like, younger girl who would come to our improv oh, shows. Oh, gosh. And um, <laughs> do, you, do you watch The Office, The American Office? Yeah. You know that, that one where he goes to improv class, where Michael goes to improv class? Yes. And he, like, kept... Keeps on pretending to be an FBI officer and shooting everybody. Uh huh. <laughs> he was the worst. And then it kills the scene. Well, she like she did, she that, did that as like a reference, <laughs> but and like the first time I was like, oh ha, we get it, it's fine. But then she kept on doing it, and it's like, hey, the joke so is I just that it's bad. Throwing things at her. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever she did it, because I'm a brat. Yeah. Well, you're awesome. not playing by the rules at that point. You're yeah. not. You're not. It's like the ugh. joke about that that being a bit is that it's really bad improv. Very so bad the more you improv. do it, it's just like okay, That's like doubly bad. Yeah, yeah, it's fine that you're. It's, it's we get the joke, but then we're still up here trying to do shit. So thanks. I so I there was one time that I guess this wasn't too terribly embarrassing, but Tony and I did a scene together that was two like virgins not knowing how to have sex and so we were just like on stage like pretending like we knew how to have sex and I can't even remember yeah we, we took like a running start at each other I remember that much and then we just kind of like pushed oh that's hilarious and that's just like more intimate than I was expecting to be with the audience that day but it was not I mean we obviously were that's pretending so funny. not knowing yeah, we how. still haven't had sex and we still don't know like, yeah yeah naturally <laughs> Wait, you guys do it? No, we're not going to have kids, we said, so there's no reason to. Um, That reminds me.
me. I was at a club. It reminds you? This what? Re- no. I was thinking about... Couples not having sex no. reminds me. Well. Um, no, I saw my friend making out with a guy at a club not that long ago, and I remember looking over and I go, oh, God. And I'm like, it reminds me of those two virgins I kissed for the first time. Oh, oh my God. And my friend was like, ew. Like, <laughs> and these were like adults. Like, they didn't know. I was like, what are you doing? Are you, can you breathe? <laughs> God, I watched that so clip much so many times. Sucking. <laughs> it was like, oh, gosh. Like, that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Uh, um, good stuff. What are your hopes and dreams for the future? What do you want in the next, you know, let's say year? What a shift. Uh, is it? Yeah. Somebody's got to. No, it's great. I mean, <laughs> you, you lead this. I love it. You tell me what to say. No. Um, I think. Uh, this is kind of more long-term than a year, but I would really love to get to a point where Laughing Pig, or we call it LPT, because it's Laughing Pig Theater. LPT, I know, I'm annoying, we're it's annoying. Really that way. It's great. Well, it's just shorter, because it's a really long name. And we, I would love to get to a point where we had a facility that was our own, that we could go into whenever we wanted to, because with our partnership, it's amazing, and we have an amazing facility that we use, but we only can use it for a certain amount of hours because we share it with so many other companies. Right. And being able to really own our own company or building to some level would yeah. be incredible. And that's the long-term goal. I don't know if that would happen in a year. Probably not. If it happens in a year, I'm going to thank this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, because you got to put it out there, right? Yeah. If it happens this year, it is because of this podcast. Oh, only the only reason it would be would be because of this podcast. But that's I think, what we're all about here. You thought it was about wings, it's about dreams. It's about dreams. That's a good wish. That's a good dream. Yeah. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. I want to eat a hundred chicken nuggets in an hour. <laughs> Just work up to I it. Try it again. It's been too long. There's a lot more meat. And skin and fry on a nugget than there is a wing. It's true. It's more of a dense. You gotta wait for McDonald's to do their special because the nuggets can be expensive. Expensive. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, except time, for uh, you could go to Burger King. I think they have like ninety nine cents. Not as good. Not as good. No. McDonald's nuggets are really good. McDonald's French fries are. McDonald's everything is really good. I'm so. Oh, it's so terrible. But quick, I what's your love... McDonald's order? Uh, uh, well, I'm a, a I'm real cheap, so I just go off the dollar menu. So I'll just get an assortment of uh, spicy chicken sandwiches and cheeseburgers. Okay. I love a good spicy chicken sandwich, but I love a good Big Mac with fr- a large French fry. Mm-hmm. But I want a medium Coke, not a large. I want a large fry and a medium Coke. They yeah. always got to give you a large and large. Yeah. Can you commit Sorry. to that? It's, it's a, a lot of sugar. It's a whole other thing. My mom used to always talk about people who carried large sodas. <gasps> and she would be like, I Mary, look at them with their big soda. They're gonna have their babies and this, you know. And so it's in my mind like uh, I can't do it. Have you you know Parks and Rec? Yeah. The episode where they have like the huge cups. Yes. That's what I always think it's about too. Too too much. Yeah. Okay, I sorry I interrupted you. So you were like a Big Mac? Yeah, I like I like a Big Mac meal. Um, Tony and I sometimes do the bundle because it comes with a Big Mac and, yeah. and mm. chicken nuggets. So you get some nuggets, you get fries, and you get a burger. Yeah, it's all about the variety. If you're going to fast food, you got to get, like, I feel like that's what you got to just, like, mine the dollar menu for a variety. Like, why would I get, like, seven bucks for, like, a drink and one burger and fries when I can get, like, seven dollar sandwiches? Well, I think that value is smart. Um I now their burgers have gotten very small over the years. Yeah. The have. Big Mac is not big anymore. No. So I need two things now. 
And I, I go between, I love a double cheeseburger. They won't give it to me in a meal anymore, so I get, like, uh, um, so it's either that, filet of fish, which I didn't know I liked so much. My mom always gets those. It's because tartar sauce is good. <laughs> or Big Mac. But that extra piece of bread, you know, frightens me, and I feel like I shouldn't do that. Um, or a nugget. So two of those things. Probably a double cheeseburger plus one of those other things. Because I need to taste all of them. Not a McDouble. No, a double okay. cheeseburger. Yeah. And I like the McDonald's on Val Vista here. State or... It varies, but I love it when you get and it's hot and it's melted and a little greasy. But so much, so many times now, it's like it's not even melted the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how Especially to. Especially like the Big Mac, I think, because of how many layers there are. They're like, no. Yeah. It can't be hot. One of my yeah. favorite. I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but um, about like fast food changing over time. Like you said, the McDonald's burgers get smaller and smaller. It was with Carl's Jr. Um, how they used to have, like when they came out with the $6 burger, mm-hmm. when they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, know, you would normally spend $6 on this burger, like a diner, but th- here it's only like $4. And then as they, like inflation happened and the economy crashed, they had to like, charge more than $6 for it. Burgers. They changed the name of it to just like the the big burger. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's Okay, it's $6. <laughs> I think what's interesting too, and I don't know how we're devolving into fast food, but I love it so much. Yeah. Um, so many other places have elevated the burger and do it so much better. And I feel like that's where like a Burger King's hurting. McDonald's might be hurting. It's just not, a, I go to McDonald's because I have a nostalgia to it. Not because it's the best burger anymore. Yeah. No, it's the French fries there that yeah. keep me going. But if they serve them and they're not hot and fresh, that oh, pisses me terrible. off. I've lost. Because they don't taste good when they're no, not fresh. No, they gotta be hot. Excuse me. Like McDonald's, you yeah. know who you are. Like, give me some fucking fresh french fries. Yeah, if I had the nerve, I'd return them. I'd be like, excuse <laughs> me, these aren't fresh. And I think they're supposed to be, too. I think you're supposed to do that, but I'm too guilty yeah. to do anything yeah. mean. Well, no, because it's like, how dare you go me. back through the, you know, like, oh, me, I don't know. If they could shame me in one minute and be like, should you really? Yeah. And I'm like, sorry. It's like, no, I'm paying for this. Yeah. Um, good stuff, you guys. Um, anything you'd like to promote or talk, uh, you want people to come and do and see and, and be a part of? Uh, we're doing this thing. Um, it's kind of like, I, I know some comics and stuff do it, like a story slam like that. Um, Dan Holland all stuff does. But uh, we do a thing called the Monologue Cafe. It's really similar. I'm going to accepting submissions for that from now until February. Until February 2nd, in fact, at midnight. Um, and so basically, we've done it a couple times in the past. It's um, You just write like a, a monologue, just like a, 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 short a story. story. Yeah, that's all from like your perspective. And you can either perform it yourself or you can have an actor do it for you. Um, so that's, I guess, our kind of twist on it is that we're trying to accept people who feel like they have an idea, but they don't want to be up on stage themselves doing it. Um, so if you have, you know, an idea for our, our theme this time is um, fuck Hashtag my life. FML. Yeah. Which <laughs> oh, I don't fun. Know if it's still a thing. Um, I like it. It's like, you know, so just embarrassing stories. If you feel like you have an embarrassing anecdote that you think would be fun to like tell on stage, but it, you feel like you're not willing to commit to like telling it yourself, you can still send it in. And like we were accepting submissions for that. It's going to go up probably in March. Um, nice. Not probably. Yeah. It's going up in yeah, March. March. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we add that. <laughs> that's, that's our that's our thing that's happening right now. We're doing again. We just put together our improv troupe, hoping to do monthly shows with that. So uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter. I'm not very good at keeping up with the Twitter <laughs> uh, for that one because I'm too busy on my own, like telling old people that the world would be better without them. On my personal <laughs> account. He's really angry. <laughs> 
I and our website is just Laughing Pig Theater, theater, R-E, not E-R, dot com. The real way. The Theatre. real way. The study of theater. theater. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, Laughing that's Pig at, Theater. Just follow up. Yeah, just check us out. See what, uh, see what we have for you. There's probably something eventually. Awesome. That is exciting. Um, I just set the next date for my next Sarah Huckabee Sanders Comedy Jam, which is a show I created. <laughs> I'm really excited. I do that with Carrie... Gallagher and Michael Palladino. It's going to be on March 7th at Plasma. It's going to be amazing. Um, and you can also find me at the end of February at House of Comedy, opening for London Brown, unless they bump me. So I'm really excited about that. Plus a bunch of other stand-up shows. So just, uh, you know, check me out on Facebook. I'll be bugging you around there to, to go see those shows. So you guys, it has been so nice, not just to like have wings with you and Mexican candy, but just to get to know you. And I'm so glad you guys came over. Thanks so much. Thanks for having Thank us, you. Mary. Thanks for inviting us. This has been awesome. Awesome. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends.